Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Maybe You're Like Me. Today we are talking to Esther Marie. She is an author and an entrepreneur, and we talk about all sorts of things from phase 10 to fear and what real community can look like in an adult life. So I hope you enjoy this episode with our new friend, Esther Marie. Hey, Esther. Hey, friend. Welcome to Maybe You're Like Me. How are you doing today? Hey, Mike. I'm doing so good, and I, I'm so excited to find out if I am like you today. I'm so curious. Oh, man. It is, uh, it's an odd world on my side, so you may or may not <laughs> want to be like me. We'll figure that out in the end. Well, Don't worry well, about I'm it. I'm pretty odd myself. I've got all the weirdness, so let's just, <laughs> you know, you're on. All right, deal. So on this podcast, it's called Maybe You're Like Me, and the whole thought is uh, we've got people listening from honestly, all over the world that they've got hopes and dreams and fears and anxieties. And in those hopes and dreams and all those things, you can feel a little alone. And so we're mm-hmm. talking to people like you who are doing really cool stuff and uh, seeing if maybe if we're a little alike. And so uh, for people that may not have uh, met you yet or seen your books or uh, any of the stuff that you're doing, who who are you? Who is Esther Marie? Um, I know that's like a big, like huge mind boggling question, but just give us the nuts and bolts. Who is Esther? Sure, sure, absolutely. So uh, my name is Esther Marie. I live in Southern California. I'm an author, speaker, entrepreneur, and a massive coffee snob, like to the degree of just like, I shouldn't be allowed in some coffee shops, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I might offend a couple people. I hate myself for it, honestly, but it's how God made me. So I'm learning to accept myself day by day. All right. So and, time uh, out real quick. What is yeah. your, like, what is your drink? Like, your be all okay. end all. What's your coffee drink? Give me the the details. All right. So I, I'm just I'm just like your basic cappuccino girl. I just love just a straight up coffee. But I will say every now and then I do like a twist of like a bitter dark chocolate taste to it. So Ooh. if I'm gonna go mocha vibes, I'm gonna do like a really strong bitter chocolate and then some cinnamon on top. Cinnamon okay. is really you know it's like. It's like the the cherry on top. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> so that's that is my snob, my coffee snob. Uh, you know, I, it's it's scary out there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fantastic. Drink. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Yeah. So uh, you are author, entrepreneur, uh, ninja, yep. coffee connoisseur. Ninja. What, what else do yep. people want to know about you? Yeah, so I have a personal brand where I help uh, singles learn to love the life in front of them. My last book, I've written five books, and my last book was a memoir actually on the last eight years of my life, journaling my season of singleness. So I actually published my diary, Mike. Now, if that's not weird, I don't know what is. And if that's not vulnerable and scary, and if anyone can relate to writing crazy things in their diary and wanting no one to read it and then decide to share it with the world, I mean, what? left do I have to be afraid of at this point in my life? So <laughs> put it all out there. And now I, uh, yeah, I coach single professional women. I help navigate them along their journey of singleness to learn to live the adventure. I'm not trying to help people get married or do the dating thing necessarily, but I'm really trying to help them understand their purpose and learn to find contentment in their season. That's fantastic. I love that. And um, yeah, th- we're going to talk a lot more about uh, the things you've written and um, kind of what you're all about uh, in a minute. But it's just so cool to think about uh, that, like wherever you're at right now, isn't the end of the things. It's uh, honestly the right. middle. And so there's so much cool and journey and life out there. So that's awesome. I'm, yes. And again, I'm going to say this probably 800 times. Thank you so much for being here. This is a blast. For sure. I'm so I'm having a good time. All right. So, okay. Now uh, we're talking about these things because like we'll see people on Instagram or on TV or on Mm -hmm. TikTok or wherever. And people like 
it, it's a natural tendency to want to make your life look like you've got it all together. And so totally. if we're, um, and uh, like you put on like this version of yourself that maybe people like it's unattainable almost. And so uh, if there's people out there that are following you on Instagram, uh, like, let's talk, like, if we're going to get past that stuff, let's start with that stuff. Uh, who is the Esther we're going to see, uh, let's say on Instagram. On Instagram, well, I'd say, you know, I, I really do view Instagram so much as uh, a business slash philanthropic opportunity ministry area to share my faith, um, area to make fun of myself <laughs> and, <laughs> and just share some laughs with people. I don't take it too seriously. Um, I'm, I'm trying to create positivity and impact. So the Esther that you're going to meet there is really just um, maybe more of my the depths of my heart in the sense of I'm, I'm wanting to share something that's more than just surface level value. Um, I'm not going to share a lot of surface level things on Instagram unless it's really funny and sarcastic. So I'm, I'm here for the memes and all of that. Um, and then I, I do share bits and pieces of my life, my relationship um, that's newer. And, um, I do try to also be transparent in the content that I share by talking about what you just shared that, Hey, we are all imperfect human beings and literally no one's life or relationship is perfect. So I will, I pray, hope to give no one, anyone, I hope no one compares their life to mine in the sense of thinking that I, my life is better than theirs. You know what I mean? So yeah. I do my best to try to even enc encapsulate that in what I share and saying like, hey, this is, I'm just like you. That's awesome. Yeah, there's, uh, and we're going to get into so much of this stuff. Um, but yeah, it's cool that I, I like meeting people as like in the podcast and um, seeing the real person behind people that I've idolized for years or like I've seen yeah. uh, people do like big talks and I'm like, these people, they they don't um, eat. They, they're somehow they like poop. fueled by the, yeah boogers or things in their teeth they're just superheroes <laughs> yeah and it's cool to meet people and just like just get a little bit behind some of that stuff and we don't have to talk yeah. about pooping or boogers if you don't want to that's that's not on I'm i don't know if it, all right well that, that door has been opened so actually let's take a quick uh, switch over to ibs how are you feeling about emodium ad and today's podcast is actually sponsored by pepto-bismol thank you for bringing that up that's fantastic oh. You know what? Side note, actually, I will just give your listeners a side bit tip. This will change your life. DGL. I don't know if you've ever heard of DGL. It is licorice root. It's all natural. If you got, <laughs> you know, something going on down there, you just take one of those tablets. If you don't like the taste of licorice, you will hate it, but it'll it'll clean you right up. <laughs> the, uh, the There's a dumb meme I've seen going around recently. It's like all hot girls have IBS. And if that's true, oh, yeah. I am the hottest girl in the entire world. <laughs> Um, no one actually, awesome. let's go ahead and end this podcast forever. Uh, it's nice knowing wants. you. Thanks, yeah. Mike. Thanks for it's bringing the IBS hotness <laughs> to the world. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about your most recent book. Also, congratulations on writing and releasing five books. That's, uh, beyond me. That's incredible. But let's talk about, uh, single shouldn't suck and like, give me the, the heart and what started that whole journey for you. Sure. Well, I'd, I'd say the moment happened for me where I had a wake up call in my early 20s and realized that all the books and all the messages and everything that I was receiving as advice for singleness and dating and that longing of your heart and singleness all revolved around the search for someone. 
and the search yeah. for a spouse and, and or trying to prepare me to become the one and focus on how can I be the best wife for my future husband and write him letters every night and pray for him and fast for him. And I just felt like no one was affirming my season of singleness and telling me that I was right where I was supposed to be. And that God was not withholding something from me until I was good enough or content enough in my relationship with him. Um, And that actually, like, I was right on track and that there was so much life to live and there's so much to discover about myself. So realize, all right, I'm going to write a book. I need to write a book that I wish someone had written for me. And I'm just going to journal and, and, and share my adventures and share the struggles and share my moments and my heartbreaks and all the things and the ins and outs and figuring it out and self-discovery and making peace with the mystery of it all. And so I really went on my own journey of what does that look like to, to just lean into the season of singleness and really live the full adventure of it, but also wrestle with God on what is, what is this longing for for marriage and relationship and love, what does that mean? And so there's just lots of, uh, you know, like deep grappling faith, you know, not deconstruction, but really like searching for more in life. And um, so really that book is, um, it's a journey that you will go on. That's fantastic. Now, um, I, the thing that I like too, is like, there's people that, that they feel like you felt and uh, they are, They feel like they're stuck in uh, like this limbo of singleness uh, when that's mm-hmm. not it. But the thing that I enjoy is that you took that that next step. And instead of uh, just stopping at, man, this sucks, not only did you start journaling it, but you put it together in a helpful way for other people who are in a situation that that you've been in and that you're helping them. And at this point, like thousands of people have connected with what you've done. So uh, on behalf of single people, all over the United States and everywhere. Like, thanks for being brave enough to put that stuff out there. That's awesome. Yeah, I absolutely agree that just we need more people showing up with the the struggle and and talking about the longing, not like it's a bad thing or not like it in some way makes you subhuman or like less of, of even like having faith in God or, you know, trust in yourself that there's just, it's such a normalcy in the journey to, to have a longing and then also learn to love your life at the same time. So I I hope anyone who reads the book and, and does resonate with it also has the courage to begin to share more of their, their journey and really embrace it. Yeah. The, um, so, uh, this is the first time we've met, so you don't know my full story. Um, I, I think I felt the way that you felt, uh, up and in through my uh, late twenties, I didn't meet the lady who had become my wife until I was 26, 27. And like, I genuinely, like if you had asked middle school, high school me, I would have gotten married the day after I graduated high school. It was like a Corian Topanga thing in my brain. That's what my life was going to be. Um, and then I decided, or like, it just, none of that kept working out. None of that kept working out. And I was like, what's wrong with me? Who is like, why is this not happening for me? And so I, I feel exactly, I don't know if I feel exactly how you feel and felt, but, uh, I understand that like, you just feel like you've been left behind or you're lonely and every, all the messaging that we see is that you should be married. You should have, uh, the two and a half kids. I don't know where the half kid comes from. Uh, maybe it's a dog. Um, it's probably but, a dog. Yeah. Hopefully it's a dog <laughs> or a hamster. Got, oh, <laughs> that'd be like 2.1 kids. Um, <laughs> But you should have all these things ironed out and uh, things that I'm hearing more and more from people like you is that you're not left behind, that everybody's got their own uh, thing and to enjoy the life that you've got in front of you. 
And so that's Absolutely. awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. So on the podcast, we do uh, things in a couple of different rounds of questions. And um, the first round, actually, it's called the first date round. Um, and I've been on a few first dates. You've probably been on a few first dates. And uh, the <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. if you're not watching on YouTube, her face just got real big, real wide eyed. First dates, man. <laughs> scary. You want to play that like game? podcast interviews. Absolutely. I oh, have no. a YouTube video that's called my worst first date. You should got you guys should go watch it. It's pretty hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, definitely check out my worst first date. Um, uh, give us a cliff notes. What's the worst first date? Like, oh, bait us. gosh, <clears throat> absolutely. Worst first date of my entire life was um, this man who I had briefly met and ran into at church asked me out. And as we had coffee for the very first time, very first conversation we ever had, he began to proceed and tell me how he had been fasting and praying about our D and how he oh. thought that I was the one for him and then began to quote Bishop T.D. Jakes and okay. Bible scripture to back his belief system. It was just in it just snowballed from there. Mike, it honestly just kept getting worse and worse. And he named a boat after me. He invited okay. me to come live with him in Virginia. And then he told me he loved me at the end of it. And okay. I, so wait. So recovering. So was that too much or too little? I just want to make sure that we're all on the same yeah. page here. Right. With the good question. Um, I <laughs> A tad much. I thought I was going to be humanly trafficked at the end of that moment. So, yeah. All right. So for yeah. anyone listening out there, single, uh, maybe naming a boat after somebody and um, pulling uh, astrological signs out of, I don't know what he was doing, but yeah, maybe not the best <laughs> bet on the first date. But okay. So when you're on a first date, the whole goal is to get to know somebody a little bit better. Um, you can mm -hmm. ask questions like, are you a cat or a dog person? And like, mm -hmm. you can find out if they like cats or dogs, but then you want to, you want to ask some questions that you get to know somebody a little bit better. And so, uh, the first date questions are like, there's kind of icebreaker, uh, get to know you questions, but are you ready for these? Let's go. All right. So question one, are you a thrill seeking person? Oh yeah. I'm an Enneagram seven, man. I'm trying to swing from <laughs> as high, like just wild experience from another wild experience, adventure to adventure and the in-between it's real depressing. <laughs> All right. So yeah. what are some of your favorite like thrill adventures that you've done so far? <laughs> okay. Well, I've done, uh, some crazy things. Not as, I'm not a big, like heights girl. So I know lots of okay. people are like, I've gone skydiving. I will go skydiving cause I, I will overcome that. But um, I just, I love like excitement, fast stuff. And so I love surfing. Okay. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I've almost died multiple times surfing waves that I should never, ever try to surf. I'm not a big wave surfer. I don't know why I was on the peak of a 10 foot wave in Mexico, literally almost dying. So surfing though, it's my biggest thrill. I love doing that. Um, I've ridden elephants. I have, let's see, what else have I done that's thrilling? It's like in this moment we were like, is my life cool or is it just, I just thought it was cool. You, know? <laughs> you sound amazing. I, uh, me and water don't mix. And so I, a long oh, okay. time ago, I tried to learn how to surf and, um, I did some, uh, extensive boogie boarding. I think that's what it amounted to at the end of trying to learn to surf. It just wasn't for me. All right. Uh, <laughs> love it. But it, all so that good. stuff sounds amazing. A, a 10 foot wave totally. sounds scary and fantastic. Terrifying. Elephants are awesome. All right. So like on the yeah. thrill, thrill side of life, uh, is there anything you won't do? Um, you know, I, um, I have a hard time eating really gross things. So like I, I thought, <laughs> can I go on fear factor? I would love to think that I go after, I love facing fears, but the hard part for me is if you put like, 
something really nasty in front of me to eat. I'll eat something spicy, absolutely. But something really gross, disgusting and be like, a million dollars. If you eat this, I would <laughs> gag. I'm really bad at that. So probably not that. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago, we had uh, a guy named Zach Wendall on the uh, uh, podcast. Oh, yeah. And I know Zach. He's a great guy. Um, Bible study guy. Yeah. And he um, he was talking about how he used to work at this restaurant. They had this like weird fermented Swedish fish thing, whatever. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I almost opened my mouth a little bit. It sounded horrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm a picky gross. eater. That's not yeah. for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> Super gross. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's that's your your tap out. Um, all right. So just for fun, would you go bungee jumping? No, but I would go skydiving. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've been skydiving but, and I okay. lived. It's great. You'll have a great time. Yes. Yeah. I think I would have fun. I I tried to to go a couple of months ago and the Groupon didn't go through. And I was like, that's probably a sign from God. You know, it's just maybe the <laughs> Maybe the discounted rate is not the way to go. <laughs> <But> <laughs> There's a few things in life that you really don't want to group on on. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I think skydiving sure. might be one of them. Yeah. Even though when I went skydiving, I think it was on a group on. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think they only packed one parachute instead of the, having the safety one too. So, but you, you got to get your discount where you can get your discounts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> got to get all right. it. Um, all right. So if, uh, here's another question for you, uh, first day round. Uh, if you could switch places with one person for 24 hours, um, it could be a celebrity, it could be um, a politician, it could be uh, just uh, some guy who has a cool skill that you don't have or a lady of skills you don't have, who would you uh, trade places with? And we're talking oh, Freaky man. Friday styles. You could be hard. Lindsay Lohan or oh. uh, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't want to be her. Um, all right. I'm I'm bad at celebrities and, and knowing people's names and about their lives a lot. So, sure. But I will say um, ah, it's hard. That's a hard one, man. Like, do I go really <laughs> cool lifestyle or just someone that I just think is funny and cool? But I, I think Kristen Wiig is hilarious. Oh, and genius. So, yeah. So I'm just like, I think it'd be really fun to like live her life for a day if she is in a movie or something like that. And and just the way that she shows up in her characters, I just think is really funny. And I would th- I would love to do that. So I has a lame answer, though. I don't know. That's not I, lame at all. That feels a little lame. I don't know. I'm well, trying who to would think you of... choose? Okay. So I sometimes ask these questions and I've got like a, like a definitive answer, like on that last one, okay. uh, I don't want to go like on the um, things you won't do. I won't go diving right. with sharks. Like oh, again, okay. me and water. That's, that's not for me. Yeah. And right, right, uh, right. they have their space. I have mine. I don't want to dive with sharks, but on this mm-hmm. one, like this one's like, there's a million different people that sound really cool. Um, like there's people like Bono, the guy who's the lead singer of U2. True. Um, yep. Just like, it would be so cool to hang out or I like, Maybe not even him, like the guy who gets to hang out with Bono all day and like carries around his phone for him. That would be fun. That or, would be fun. Less pressure. Yeah. Um, or <laughs> and then like there's guys that are like super genius comedians. Like I'd love to be in like Steve Martin or Martin Short's brain for a day or Kristen Wiig sounds great, too. She's hilarious. Yes. Um, yes. There's just people that are so smart. And I'm like, how how did you think of that? How does your brain work? And so. I, I think yeah, you chose well with Kristen Wiig. That's fantastic. All right. Okay. We'll go with it. I'm confident. You, or uh, <laughs> if you want, we can change yours to uh, some amazing scientist. You could be, uh, and I'm going to give you living yeah. your dead. You want to be Einstein for a minute? Mm, no, uh-uh, I don't want inside <laughs> that brain. I don't even want to know what goes on in there. Nope. Not too smart. I can't do too smart. 
<laughs> okay, deal. <laughs> that's fantastic. All right, so that's the first day round. Um, based on that, pretend there was um, uh, some chips at the table. Are you feeling okay about uh, that first day? Is that okay? Feeling great. I feel like it was a success. Yep. All right. Now we're now we're cooking. All right. So the next round, I call it the slow round, and these are questions that are a little uh, a little less like head knowledge. Like, uh, do you want to go skydiving? And a little more, uh, like a couple layers down, so that maybe uh, the people that are listening can get to know you a little bit better. And so, because sure. we see uh, the books that you've put out and the things that you're uh, you're putting out into the world, but maybe we can get to know you just a little better. So, yeah, let's All right. go. All right. So, what are some fears, uh, like a fear or some fears that you're currently dealing with that maybe uh, it's not something you just put out into the world all the time, but like uh, I feel like we again we see people and like we think that they've got the complete package. They've got it all together mm-hmm. when we don't see mm-hmm. the the real person behind there. And right. uh, uh, is there any fear that you're dealing with right now that you don't mind sharing with hundreds of oh, millions yeah. of people? <laughs> thousand percent. So many. Um, so fun fact about me is I used to be known as, um, people used to call me fearless girl because I had a uh, a business and a community in, in Huntington Beach called Fearless Girl. And it was a surf community. And so, and I wrote a book called Fearless Girl. So I'm all about talking about fear and I, cause I have lots of them and I believe that we should face them because on the other side of it is achieving our greatest dreams. Um, and I would say right now in this season, a fear that I've really been facing actually is fear of the future. And, um, as an Enneagram seven, I have a impulsive nature to just instantly, uh, look for an escape in a moment of, um, things not going the way that I anticipated. And so, um, whether it be in my relationship or my business or my personal life, when there is um, high anxiety, I tend to project uh, my fearful outcome onto the future. And just like, honestly, you could not tell me that was not going to happen in that moment. I believe that like fantasy, I will contrive the greatest terrorizing future for myself, project it into the future and be like, wow, my life's about to implode. I'm going to get out of here. See you guys throwing my phone into the ocean. I'm breaking up with my boyfriend. I'm disowning my whole family. I'm never speaking to anyone that's ever known me. I'm changing my name. I'm probably going to the witness protection agency. Like everything they can imagine, I will believe it. And in that moment, I'm like about to book a flight to Hawaii. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that is a fear that I've been uh, really trying to embrace and like lean into. And I think part of it is a fear of fully being known. Right. Oh. It's like this true vulnerability of of being loved. And I've always known love to be this very conditional thing. And uh-huh. I've always known love to be I bring my perfect self and I bring my perfect like hopes and dreams to this situation. And then you meet me there with the same perfection. <laughs> and then when it's not like that, because that's just so not love. I, um, I, I freak out and I think something's wrong and something's wrong with me, something's wrong with the situation. So, so yeah, I'm learning now what real unconditional love is and how to be imperfect in my relationship and in my life and let God love me in that place. And that's been really freeing, but also terrifying at the same time. Yeah. The, the fear of the future and the fear of the unknown and all that stuff, uh, I, I almost want to ask you how many times has it actually turned out like you thought it was going to turn out, and I'd imagine the answer is pretty low, uh, yeah, <laughs> because uh, we can 
we can imagine it a million different ways on how everything is going to implode when and whether it be uh, a business deal or a relationship. But at the end of the day, uh, all those fears are a lot of times stopping us from doing the things that we're supposed to do and living the lives that we're supposed to live. And uh, it's cool that number one, that's Fearless Girl sounds like such a cool business name and you sound awesome. But Thank the you. <laughs> the uh, the fact that you've taken the time to recognize that in yourself and to um, to let the people that are closest to you in and to like step beyond that fear, it it's probably helped you in so so many ways. And so um, I'm excited for your future, even just as a new friend, uh, just seeing like what this amazing life you're going to lead is going to be. And actually you kind of touched on that. uh, The next thing I wanted to ask you about, which is this, uh, like, uh, you're living this amazing life and you're, you're pursuing all these amazing things and you're uh, entrepreneuring. I really need to make that a word. I don't think it is, but you're, uh, you're doing all these things and your life is busy. Your life is hectic. And how has community affected your life? That's a great question because I think community can look so different for so many people. And I I do hear actually from a lot of, especially women who are still single and they struggle with feeling like they have community. And so I just think that it could be a, an online community. It could be even just one or two friends that still are a community that we need in our life to make us uh yeah, to, to help us not be so on guard and have all these walls up. So how community has served me in this season, especially with what I'm going through, I'm in transition with my community. So <laughs> I live in Orange County, but my boyfriend lives in San Diego County and I just transitioned to his church there. <laughs> so a lot of my friend groups and everything, and even just the season of life that I'm in beyond that, um, it's just, God is just really navigating a new path for me. And so it's been harder for me to like, let go of this type of community or, or I just naturally feel detached from it or less resonating with or less in common with it and looking for more of a community that's, you know, near to my age group or people that are interested in the same things that I'm interested in as we evolve, you know, we're searching for that. So I think, um, in the past, in the most recent months, I've, my community has been a lot smaller and honestly, it's been just like, three of my best friends that I feel like I can go to. And they honestly talk me off the edge. Every time I go to buy a flight to Hawaii, they're like, Esther, no, like you're good. Like we love you and you're going to get through this. And yeah, community in that regard just kind of becomes your family when you really feel like, um, you know, so alone and isolated and you feel like crazy for Mm -hmm. feeling what you feel and your community, it fits healthy they really can help redefine what it means to go, you know, whatever you're feeling, help you just put all those pieces back together. Yeah. Having a group of people that have your best interest in heart yeah. uh, can really change everything. It's happened mm-hmm. countless times in my life, probably countless times in your life and having the right people to be able to turn to and give you some perspective that maybe you didn't have before uh, uh, that maybe Hawaii while it sounds great is uh full of radiation from this. I don't know. I'm just trying to make up a reason why maybe Hawaii isn't the best reason. Actually, a long time ago, like I had um, a a similar situation where I was just going through a bunch of transition and feeling crazy on edge. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to move. This is, I was in my early twenties and 
Um, that's just like, that's a big transition time for a lot of people. And yeah. I was like, you know what, I'm going to move and, uh, it, everything's going to be better in, uh, wherever it was Timbuktu. And, um, I had a friend that was like, well, what's, what's going to be different about you in Timbuktu? And I was like, no, nothing is going to be different about me in Timbuktu. Timbuktu is the answer. And uh, yeah. just the perspective of, uh, it's not, uh, the place that's going to change things. It's you that needs to like solidify yourself then. Mm-hmm. Uh, having that perspective from another friend and that community really like opened my eyes and changed things. And so, like you were saying that if you have those people that love you enough to tell you the truth, maybe even sometimes when you don't want to hear it and you really want to go to Timbuktu or Hawaii, um, those people can really just change everything for you. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes you just need someone to make you laugh. You oh know? yeah. Sometimes you're a dog can be your community and like the love of God, the unconditional love of God, I believe resides in little doggies that just <laughs> love you. And that's okay too. That's sometimes exactly what I need. <laughs> you know what? You're right. And honestly, I don't know this isn't the same thing, but uh, watching like America's Funniest Home videos uh, yes. and or just like cute cat videos online, sometimes that's what you need to. So. Yeah, true. <laughs> Sure. All right. There's one question we like to ask everybody uh, on the podcast, and uh, it can be uh, the biggest thing in the world. It could be something small, but what's something you're learning right now? Mm. Well, I am kind of on that same wavelength of facing that fear of the unknown and fear of being loved and all of that. I have been breaking down the walls of offense in my life, and I've been doing a study on uh, how to overcome offense and how to discern it in myself and how to know when you're offended and how to yeah really be unoffendable to a degree um, mm-hmm. or just leave offense there. So I think that that's been something that's just really rocked my world. I started at the beginning of the year. It was one of my yearly goals to really tackle that. And because I want to be better at relationship and I want to be better at uh, loving beyond myself and recognizing the pride, you know, because pride is just like such a hidden disease inside of us, you know, and offense is often um, is the the resentment that's built up because of our pride. And mm. so I think that, um, yeah, it's just kind of really opened my eyes on how much I didn't realize I've been, I've, I'm so offended. Oh my God, I'm like disgusted. And so I think that learning that offense Often we don't realize that how it plays into our thought processes and then um, the strongholds that are in our brain, actually the, the way that we're wiring our brains to react constantly because of offense, we actually can break that mindset. We can break that reactionary almost like pathway in our brain and rewire our brains to when that same situation comes up, we no longer have that fight or flight kind of anxiety driven reaction if we learn how to recognize the offense and not take offense to it so that's been really powerful um just relationally i don't know if you were asking something cooler than that but that's what i honestly just feel like my mind is blown learning about offense no that's awesome sometimes it's people saying like i learned how to um karate chop something or yeah uh, there's uh, but sometimes yeah. it's it's big stuff like that and if you figure it out <laughs> please like share it with us let us know um and uh, you actually have a lot of opportunity for offense uh, driving in California. 
Um, <laughs> traffic can be pretty bad over there. So I'm from Miami. Driving out here is like going through, you know, a, a nature center. <laughs> honestly, I, I I'm from like the most outrageous driving city in the country, and so. I'm good. I I haven't been offended driving. I've probably offended people though. <laughs> that's that's probably a thing. I'm gonna be honest. So like you next leveled it. Miami driving is no joke. Um, yeah, I'm oh, yeah. in Central Florida here. I've driven through Miami, okay. and it's like if you're asking me for times I felt the closest to God, uh, it was mm-hmm. probably when I was driving in Miami because mm-hmm. I was. I probably away from- cut you off. That was oh. me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was very unkind of you. And in that moment, I could have learned how to be unoffended and yeah. it, it didn't work that day. Yeah, we'll get them next time. Next time. <laughs> All right. So uh, we are in the final round here uh, of questions. Uh, this is the common ground round. That's what I call it. And um, cool. it's where we see if maybe you and I are like, did you grab uh, some uh, paper and a pen there? Well, she is prepared. Look at her. She's ready to go. Got All it. right. All right. So I'm going to ask you a couple of this or that style of questions and you can okay. tell me. Um, uh, and we'll re- reveal them at the same time and we'll see if maybe you and I are like, you ready for this? Right. All right. On a first date, would you rather have Italian food or Mexican food? Mm. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. I put Mexican. She put, I put I Italian. Italian. Oh no. What are you doing? I'm Italian. I go to Italian for breakfast, lunch, and dinner all day, every day. <laughs> All right. What is your go-to Italian dish if you go to an Italian restaurant? Ooh, if I go to an Italian restaurant, probably chicken parmesan or um, baked ziti, all of it. Honestly, it's hard for me to choose just one. I need like three options. All right. So uh, next question. Uh, can you cook Italian food? Oh, yeah. Oh, I just oh, made yeah? a huge batch of yep sauce and meatballs just a couple of days. We have our own family recipe. Oh yeah, all day, every day. I prefer to cook rather than go to a restaurant because I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm snobby <laughs> when it comes to some of these things, and I just don't like that about myself. So, yeah, I, I <laughs> like, I am well fed right now. Like I just had lunch a few minutes ago, and yeah. I am currently like salivating just thinking about Italian and Mexican food. This is my fault. I shouldn't have asked that question. You really um, shouldn't have. It's your fault. That's on me. Um, man, that sounds amazing. Uh, and uh, but okay, so in the same breath. Do you enjoy Mexican food as well? Love it. Absolutely. What's I your mean, go-to it's really there? a toss-up. Um, I'm a taco girl. I okay. am a absolute, I'm going to go al pastor. I'm going to go carne asada. You know, mm. it's like one of the two, obviously living in Southern California, we have the best of the best, you know? So it's pretty good. It's pretty it's good. really good. I mean, I was just <laughs> in Mexico last two weeks ago for Valentine's Day and had some good old stuff. I'm like, honestly, my granny, she, she makes the same good old tacos down the street. (laughs) I love like a really good street taco, man. I'm again, I'm getting myself hungry. This is a mistake. How dare me. All right. Uh, Moving on. Uh, you have, um, uh, at night in, would you rather play card games or would you rather read a book? Ooh. Mm. I am struggling to what I want to do. Uh, let's go. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. I put cards. She put card games. Card games. Card games. <laughs> what are your go-to card games? Ooh, okay. Have you ever played Phase Ten? Oh yeah. So good. Yep, and I love Phase Ten. Has has that ruined any friendships for you though? It almost ended my relationship the very first time we played it. I thought this isn't going to work. We're so competitive. <laughs> 
And okay, he so you're competitive, kept all right. calling me a cheater, and I never cheat. I'm so integrous, and I'm just good at you know FaceTime. So it, yeah, it almost ended that, but that's okay. We've learned how to communicate. Okay, okay, that's that's great. That's great. The um man, I I I love that game. If you've never played FaceTime before, uh, you have different like uh, goals to get to. So, like you need to get four of a kind or nine yep. twos or something. Um, and I always feel like I'll get to like the third or fourth round and I'll be in the lead by a long shot. And then after that, I can never catch up again. And that's the worst. And that's oh, when man. I start cheating, playing card games and then everybody gets <laughs> mad at me. You can be in integrous all you want to. I am going to take uh, the low uh, road. Uh, I'm playing to have a good time. I'm not, <laughs> um, yep. yeah, that's, that's Those good times. Faith sends a good choice. Uh, always a classic Uno. You can't go wrong with that's that. Right. That's so, right. but Uno, I feel like it's a little sketchy to play with a lot of people because everyone grew up playing Uno differently. You got dirty Uno. You can, I mean, I was, I was done in the first five seconds when I played with my boyfriend for the first time. I'm like, what? You don't stack all the colors at the same time. You know what I mean? Like when there's just one color and you're like, oh, I got all of these and you just put them down. You know what I mean? Uh, it's that? true. No, I I don't know all the rules. We've got some. Uh, I've got some friends that I work with that their family is like they're big Uno people. And something cute that they do is like if they have a friend over and they're playing Uno together, they have a friend sign a card. Um, like or whoever wins gets to sign the winning card. Oh, cool. That's that's cool. fun. Yeah, that and, is fun. Uh, I like that. And again, it's the kind of thing where I'll cheat and do dumb stuff and then oh. get kicked out. And who? Yep. It's all good though. You can't go wrong. Oh, but uh, I've got I've got two little boys, and they're at the age now where they can like they're grasping it and they're so fun. And so it's a good time. Actually, you know we're gonna play Uno tonight. I've just decided. Thank you for it's recommending good. that. That's fantastic. Yep. All right, anytime. All right, this is a weird one. Are you ready for it? Uh, Love it. And, Let's go. All right. Would you rather have no eyelashes or no eyebrows? Ooh. <laughs> uh. All right, here we go. Three, two. I went eyelashes. You went lashes. Lashes. Yeah. If yep. not, you're just gonna look surprised all the time, and that sounds horrible. Yeah. Ugh. No. Plus, I can get like the fakey ones, right? I can get fake lashes. You don't want to. You can't get fake eyebrows. You know what I mean? You can tattoo them back on, but it's just not the same. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I even asked that question. I don't have a real <laughs> answer for it. Um, <laughs> The yeah no I don't I would rather have both um but if you don't have either and or one set that's okay um yeah Yeah. but yeah eyelashes again eyebrows you can't like make your facial expressions and all that stuff so you need it it. you need it all right Uh, would you rather go on a blind date or a double date blind date or double date uh all right I'm ready when you are you ready. Here we go. Three, two. I went double. You went double. Double. I think my wife would be way happier with that answer. Um, your boyfriend's probably way happier with that answer too. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like if I was single, I'm thinking like, would I go on a blind date? I don't know. Like I, that's. I mean, I would for the adventure aspect of it. I'd be like, hmm, curious, but um, but then you know, I need a. I need like an escape route somehow too uh, at the same time. So yeah, um, if uh, it ever happens that you're going on a blind date, uh, I'll give you my phone number and just okay. tell me call at nine or eight thirty p.m. Yep, and yep, yep. Uh, be like, "Hey, my cat exploded. I need you to come over." And I got your back. So Perfect. just in case, you um, understand? Yeah, be like, "I gotta go. My cat exploded." <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I'm here for you. All right. So uh, last one. This one's an easier one. Uh, way okay. less uh, cats exploding. 
Um, okay. Would you rather eat ice cream or cake? Are you an ice cream gal or a cake kind of gal? You know, I'm not a big sweets gal in what? general. I'm Italian. I like a good tiramisu, but there's coffee in that. Um, mm. But I, I will. I, I do have an answer for you. All right, here we go. Bring the heat. Three, two, one. I went cake. You I went cake. Hey, cake. look hey. at us. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So you said tiramisu. It does have coffee yep. in it. Is is that your your go to cake? What's your if it's your birthday and you got a birthday cake? What's mm. your what's your dream cake? Birthday cake, I would go cheesecake, like strawberry Ooh. cheesecake, you know, something okay. a little bit, you know, it's, yeah, a uh, mixture. You're fancy. Like, it's kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I don't, I'm not, bread pudding is good, you know? Okay, Bread pudding, okay. unique, um, you know, culture, exotic, um, sticky pudding, sticky bread pudding. What about you? I just, I'm not big on the sweets. Uh, I am big on the sweets. Um, okay. and, oh, this is the dumbest thing. Like I had a birthday the other day and, um, my, I want my birthday to be like a 12 year old. I want pizza on my birthday and then, yes. um, funfetti cake. I don't like judge me if you want to, you can't go with funfetti. It's you great. Can't. No, it's so good. You're right. Yeah. It does the trick. I agree. What? And just like normal frosting or do you like yeah. a cream cheese frosting? Okay. Nope. I'm not a cream yeah. cheese gal. Um, okay. you can judge yeah, me if you yeah, want yeah. to. So like, again, yeah. so that's more cheesecake for you. And then I'll eat all the funfetti like a 12 okay. year old. And it's Perfect. fantastic. I'm going to live great. it up. Yeah. <laughs> Esther, this has been like ridiculously so much fun. Thank you so much for being here. Um, maybe today there's people that are bumping into you for the first time. They're hearing from you for the first time. If people sure. want to get to follow you or read your books or get to know you better, where's a great place for them to connect with you? Yeah. So you can connect with me on Instagram. It's at Estes. That's E-S-T-E and four S's Okay. and fun little nickname I got going. And, um, and then if you want to buy a book, you can go to singleshouldn'tsuck.com. There you go. Yeah, people go buy this, uh, especially if you are in a single phase of life and you're feeling stuck. This might be a great resource for you. I would definitely recommend checking it out. Esther, you are amazing. Thank you so, so much for being here. And everyone listening, thank you for joining us. We will see you next week here on Maybe You're Like Me. Thank you, Mike. I feel like we are a little like. You know, we're basically the same person <laughs> uh, just out there surfing with IBS. Wait, no, nope, never mind. I love it.